0: So hi, everybody. Tony Marcolini for the podcast, It May Interest You to Know. Uh, I have a very special guest here today I'm excited to get to talk to, so I'm going to get right to it. Uh, Actor, singer, uh, and philanthropist, Anson Williams. So welcome, Anson.
1: Great to be here. Thank you so much.
0: I think I'm going to take you back because you're doing a lot of stuff right now. And I do want to get to everything, uh, you know, the impossible task with a limited amount of time. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to get to at least a few of the bigger things, but I want to start back in the the, the time frame that I guess I'm, I first became familiar with you, like everybody else, which was happy days. Uh, and I'm wondering, you know, There had to be a moment and I had actually Don Most was on the so we'll give a shout out to Don. Uh he was on the podcast.
1: Actually we're having dinner tonight.
0: (laughs) Tell (laughs) him I said hello. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: but he he had when he was on, he talked about that there was a moment when he was filming uh almost uh, almost at the beginning when he realized, yeah, this is gonna be something special, you know, when he call, called his family. And I'm wondering, when was that moment for you? I mean, cause at the beginning, I mean, nobody knows, right? You're starting a new project, who knows how it'll be received. Uh, when was your moment when you knew this was something special?
1: Well, well it, it, let me take you back a bit because the pilot that, that all of us were involved in, there was a pilot before the pilot. And uh, a year before, uh, Gary Marshall had written uh, a pilot called New Family in Town or whatever it was. Um, and, uh, and I went and I auditioned and I got the part. And um, Marion Ross was in it, Ron was in it. There was no character of Ralph, there's no character of, of Fonzie. Oh. Uh, Mr. Cunningham was played by Harold Gould, no Tom Bosley. Uh, Joni was a different character, different actress. and we did this half hour pilot, which was much more like summer of 42. Soft, yeah. Oh yeah, soft and and like just it's it was basically about getting a television excuse me, it wasn't new family in town. That was not the name whatever it was basically about getting the first television or something it was like so sweet and soft and summer 42 and very and 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 we did the pilot and it didn't sell mm-hmm. a year later and by the way i auditioned for the same part as ron uh, for american graffiti and of oh. course and of course of course george lucas had taste and hired ron so um so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no no, it's Cindy Williams and whatever you want to talk about a you know kind of a one degree situation of every so anyway so anyway American Beauty comes out it's a big hit and Greece is on Broadway it's a big hit and ABC in their wisdom didn't we have a fifties pilot like a year ago? Yeah. hmm. Anyway, let's look at that again. So Happy Days come up. They said, "Let's do another pilot for Happy Days, but let's let's make it um, more like American Graffiti." It was a little soft before. And then, I, I, so I, I, and I back then I was I was acting quite a bit, and it, w- it really wasn't comedy. It was more drama. And I was doing um, back then Hallmark Hall of Fame was a huge NBC special movie it wasn't like a final today and we were doing Lisa bright and dark which is about having a daughter who has depression blah 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 and I played um uh the boyfriend of um the lead and uh so I'm there you know it's basically those parts where I'm the boyfriend there's four pages I have three lines but it's fine and uh anyway I get a call from the agent Saying, "Hey, they want to do do another Happenings pilot." I go, "Oh, okay, okay, but uh, okay. When do we start?" No, no, no. They want you to screen test this time. By the way, the first one I didn't have to screen test. This time they said, "You guys, you might, you guys might be too old." I go, "What do you mean, you guys?" Now here's Ron Howard, a superstar, head of, and, and, you know, major American Mer- Mer- graffiti. They thought he might be too old. So we have to audition all again with the screen test. So we're doing a screen, okay. I'm going, what? Oh, all right, fine, whatever. Um, but they also had, you know, bunches of other duos doing the screen tests. One of them was Donnie, who was with, he was with, um, oh my gosh, Robbie Benson. Wow. Robbie, Robbie was screen testing as, as for Richie. Donnie was auditioning as Potsy, So there's all, all these, so anyway, and, and Robbie, who's a friend too, is fabulous. He didn't, <laughs> I don't think he wanted to do it. He did whatever he did in the screen test, it was to not get fired, <laughs> but whatever, you know, God bless. But, um, but um, so anyway, Don auditions for Potsy. and Ron and I are together and we audition again we uh, cut to the chase ron and i get the parts again yeah they look young enough thank you so much really wonderful thank you um but they loved don so much they went you know he's really talented we should create a part for him and they created ralph mouth for don most wow and, yeah yeah and, and they and they created a six line character called fonzie six lines Thank God, he bought me two houses. <laughs> he bought, people used they would say, oh my God, Henry, are you jealous? I go, excuse me, are you kidding me? You, I'm, I'm hanging on saying, keep saying, hey, because I'm going go to the <laughs> house. You <know>? Are you <laughs> out of your mind? This brilliant actor. And by the way, Henry, totally created, 100% created that part. It was not written that way. It was written cartoony, he created, he created a full-bodied, original, magical character. Multifaceted,
0: so right? Well, he was very multifaceted in the role. I mean, because he, he wasn't just cool. I mean, he was kind of sensitive and funny. And...
1: But that's Henry. And by the way, Henry Fonzie, you, in life, he's the last guy to be, hey. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna help. can I get you a glass of water? He's the most sensitive, kind man in the world. And, and it's funny. He won the Emmy. Few years ago for barry right he's playing in right playing in. but i gotta tell you he's he should have won it for fonzie 40 years before that you want to talk about acting you want to talk about there's a little bit of barry this henry like a little bit N- not that not the even but there's just kind of a person the persona of fun is 180 opposite him. it is brilliant acting brilliant acting and 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 his his instincts were just magical. Mm-hmm. Um, he created that character, and to this day, to this day, it's Superman. You know, I mean, the Superman, Fonzie, it's all. And that's Henry, man. He, he created he created that character, and I mean, it's there's not oots of his real person. It's part of it. It's all fantasy. He's the Henry's the kindest, giving, sensitive, literally like don't 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 just kind person. So, but anyway, I thought I thought it's great. He he won like some years later for Barry, absolutely wonderful, absolutely. But he deserved four Emmys before that.
0: Agreed. I mean, you had great chemistry. I thought your cast, I mean, that's some of the, the beauty of Happy Days, right? The cast gelled together so well. Um, that chemistry, I think, carried it through right from the start.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, it's very, it's interesting you said chemistry because it's chemistry and the chemistry create is creativity. Because uh, Gary, Gary who, who hired us and who was our mentor and everything else, uh, he allowed us the freedom to interpret. He allowed us the freedom to contribute. Well,
0: yeah, I think that that's so true. And I talk about that a lot on the podcast about creativity because the, the industry you're in, it's so collaborative. Right. And somebody writes a book and they're, they're kind of isolated behind a computer writing a book. But uh, writing for television or film, I mean, the writer puts something on paper and there's a the paper character that we can, you know, read through. But then the actor gets that script and breathes life into the character, right and brings it alive and gives gives that character some quirks or nuances uh, that make them their own and then, you know, the the uh you know, the director, you know, who's picking the visually, you know, the angles we're coming in at and how he's visually telling the story and then the editor cutting the best scenes. So by the time you get to the end uh, of the product that's being pushed, you know, pushed out that people are actually seeing there has been so many hands in the creative process to make that one, you know, to make that one film or that one television show. And and how does that work for you, the creative process? I mean, because there came a point in time when you had paper Potsy, right? You had the, the, the and I'm sure the writing was brilliant because the show was a great show. Uh, but you're reading about this person on paper, and then you had to take that and make it, make him what he became and what does that process look like for you in general i mean do you have a process do you think it out does it just happen spontaneous to you are you in the shower and suddenly ideas are coming to you
1: the, okay the shower is a major place for spontaneity of ideas <laughs> it really isn't amazing how the, I, this this morning just this morning i went oh my god because we have a lot of things in development <laughs> oh my god i come i come out there dripping going I got it. I got it. Well, actually, it's Donnie saying I still got it. But whatever. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, I think it, in terms of a sitcom. There's a, there's a difference when you do like I've directed since 1985. I've done hundreds of shows, and but in a sitcom, it's a, it's 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 days of rehearsing. You know, you're not on a set, and boom, you have to shoot it, and it, it, it's, so you have, you have a little time to develop, and and they cast us, they cast us whatever our personalities, our talent, whatever the heck it is, they can, and we're all together, and of course, and then you understand the character very well, and then but yeah, and and then the, and then it's just like oh what about this what about, and it's not one per it's it, it's really kind of connection of everyone going oh my god oh that's better someone will say a line. Oh crap, that's so cool. And, and all of a sudden the scene comes up a hundred percent. Right. hundred you know, percent. Um, the great thing with comedy, and I, I, which what I love about sitcom, because um, sitcom, can, be, it, can it, it can be just ha ha ha, or a lot of drama, a lot of heart within it. I mean, there's, you're, you're laughing and you're crying. And I, I love the comedic platform of laughing and crying in a half hour. Dramat- that, hits, that hits dramedy. It hits your heart. It just, there's something about it because we all laugh and we all cry. You know, we're the cl- And if you can combine that element into a show, oh, you'll make the world a better place. You will make the world a better place. More than drama, more than anything. It's a, and it's a rare group of talent. And, and, and like Gary Marshall, uh, uh, you know, our mentor, and, Jer- and Ger- Jerry Paris, our director.
0: Oh, I love Jerry Paris, back from the Dick Van Dyke show.
1: Oh, well, you know, he, well, so, he won what, four Emmys. He also played Jerry the Dennis next door. Yeah. Now, I know we had this. We had, uh, that's, I'm, I am like Ron Howard to this day, when he's do, doing any comedy, anything, to this day, he's one of the biggest directors in the world. He goes, Jerry Paris is on his shoulder. And... and and, and he's direct, and he goes, That's not funny. No, that's not funny. No, and oh, okay, Jerry. It's like with him. Jerry Paris taught us so much. Yeah. And, not, and not only that, he, he was a phenomenal actor. He was he was in the wild ones with Brando for crying out loud. I mean, he, he was a phenomenal actor. And he was also, he did the Grasshopper with Jacqueline Bassett many decades ago. And, I th- and, and Gary Marshall, Jerry Wilson wrote it. I don't think many people know that dramedy big time called the grasshopper, which yeah. them, now you're talking about multi-level talented feeling, you know, communicative talents. And, uh, and, and, and yet I had, I had Gary Marshall, you know, and Jerry Paris as I'm 23 years old as mentors. Like, and then we have Ron Howard, who's like, and I'm going Ron Howard. He's a freaking sorry. I was like freaking star before before. I'm going. Oh my god, I grew up with you. You know, and I and, and, and you have these kind of like individuals to be part of your life, and they, you came from nowhere. It's it's an amazing. It's a very special experience. And then to meet and then and then and then all of these. Other elements coming, people coming together. Henry, Don, Marion Ross, Tom Bosley. Tom Bosley negotiated my first mortgage, okay? <laughs> yeah. How many
0: people can say that?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there going, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. We're on this set and he goes, aunt, aunt, aunt. She says, let me talk. Like, this is, no, I don't like, help me. Help me with my first house, okay? That's the cast, all right? Give me a break! Where do you get that today? Everyone has their their separate trailers and there's and one and every and no one cares really. They look good on camera, but no one cares about anybody. It's forty some years later. We we're, we're all a phone call away, all of us, every one of us. Amazing. So yeah, you bet it's a bit. You bet, and very talented people that contribute to the they, we, they use entertainment and. And, and and they use it to contribute it's not it's self. It's, it's much more selfless than the newcomers today and I've, I've directed so many newcomers of today you have no hundreds of hours and I, I and i really try to be try to take pay forward gary and and jerry i try to pay forward take advantage of where you are today i mean gary early on sat us down and said you know you guys You're really popular now. We go, yeah, man, we're hot. He goes, he goes, we're, oh man, he goes, you're not so hot. You're not so hot. Mm -hmm. You could go away tomorrow. He says, I want you to take advantage of being on the Paramount lot. You got to wear many hats, not just acting, especially you, Anson. (laughs) He says, he goes, you want to learn to come to the writing sessions, you want to direct, watch Jerry, you want, I'll I'll set go watch other directors on the learn the business have options in your life and if you look at it today we're all still here we're all still created because of Gary, I mean they they go answer where did you get your directing experience I go hmm well let's see one, Ron Howard, we developed shows together early on, and I, I the first film I ever created in and got on the air was called skyward staring betty davis wow and ron directed exec producer so i so and, and i'm watching ron this i go wow what a director wow and then and jerry says i'll open up the lot go ahead who do you want to watch okay i want to watch polanski doing chinatown on the back lot i'm shadowing polanski i'm shadowing john schlesinger i'm shadowing um all the other greece musical it became a college gary made a call co- it just you want to talk about a master class are you kidding me <sighs> so, where, where, did, where did you learn to direct uh from the best man from the best and you and you learn if you had the uh, if you had the t- talent or not have the talent you know do you have that you can't you can't you can learn the craftsmanship of directing you can't learn the instinct of directing, you you can't learn leadership. You you know what I'm saying? It's a you either have it or you don't. And and honestly, it's so funny with acting, you notice I went out of acting because I went, I don't, I said, I don't. I don't have that long-term talent for acting, I don't. And you go, "Mm, but direct, but creating and being entrepreneurial or whatever, yeah, I got that. Oh, I got that. So you have to, you know, you know, you gotta know when it's too wide a river and you gotta let ego out of it and you gotta, mm. and I just had the opportunity with some incredible mentors and experience and whatever, to have the opportunity to have some sanity to pick right directions.
0: Wow. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you if you can recall any particular moment, um, on the set where you couldn't get the scene done you know now they call them bloopers because you know you kept laughing or you, you can't get through it and um, right. but do you remember a moment like that that it was just you know you guys were just laughing or you just couldn't get a scene done
1: actually it wasn't really laughing or anything it was interesting um, and actually it wasn't a scene with me it was a scene with henry and ron right and and we're watching and and it's what happened at the end of a scene it's called a button where it's like especially in in, in, where there's a button you laugh it goes to the next scene you know a button that kind of completes it right okay and the scene there's a scene in a bathroom and henry's sitting there and ron's going ron's just just whatever the scene was he's like everything wrong in his life right everything he's just he's just oh my god and there was no ending and we're sitting, and we're all looking. And Jerry looks at us. Do you have an idea? I go, no. Do you have an idea? No, no. They call Gary down. I'll never Gary Marshall. He comes down. Wow, what's the problem? What's going on? Watch the scene. They watch the scene. He goes, Henry, when he says this, get, get he, he goes, get a paper towel from the suspensor. Fold it up. When he gets to this part. Put it around your neck like a priest, like he's confessing to a priest, <laughs> right? Bam, and it was his. It, so there's the C, Here's Henry. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He goes, mm. and we cut out of it. All right. We cut out of it. It's, and We're going, oh my God. Brilliant. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. That's what I'm. That's why you're I, in
0: charge, right?
1: <laughs> what's that?
0: That's why you're in charge. <laughs> it's
1: like Gary. Well, no, that's that's the brilliance of Gary. Uh, yeah, but that, but, but, many times during scenes, we it was very Gary made it and Jerry made it very collaborative, where we could easily make conversation and this. A, in fact, a lot of the iconic situations in uh, *Happiness* came from the cast. You know, Don Most was the one who said, "Hey, how about this, I still got it." I still he created, I mean, he made that work. Me, I said, why do we keep saying Mr. and Mrs. Cunningham? Mr. And Mrs. C, Mr. C. I'm the one that did that. Let's Ooh. cut it to Mr. C, Mr. C. It just and Gary goes, I, I like that's good. I'll do that. I mean, so many t- parts of that show came out of the cast just in spontaneous moments of right. rehearsal. You're right. Yeah. And and so it, and actually it was a blessing and a curse because. At a young age I'm in this incredible environment of creativity and and openness and you know and then and 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 we have year you oh know, and then you get in the real business of egos of egos after, after happiness is is now you're in the business of egos and eighteen layers of of people needing jobs just if i say no i'm, I'm, I'm if i say no i'm safe if i say yes i might i might be i might fail you know you know gary marsh i'm there I'm, we're we're sitting there. We start with happy days. Then it goes Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mark and Mindy and all the right. You know he never had a development person? Ever? Ever? There wasn't 82 layers of people. Yeah, it back was, then I no,
0: guess. It was, like,
1: it, was, it was like Gary had a malted milk machine in his office. He was so proud of the negotiation that he got a malta and he goes, eh, and he said there. My sister's an odd couple. She's really funny. I, and, I did, and Cindy Williams is, and maybe we should put like, let's just try Laverne and Shirley on happy days and let's see if it works. Right? Right? Yeah. Boom, baby. Right? Mark and Mindy, whatever. I'm just saying, it's like, it's like, there wasn't like 82 people in a room. It was instinctual at the moment done with very, with very God-given gift people. That just connected with humanity. They knew what they, they knew what, 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 what not only America, what the world was like, would connect with. You it's, it, you can't learn that. I'm th- and it's very. I don't. I don't think I'm doing justice in defining it. But no, you know, I think
0: you are. I think you're doing a wonderful job. Were you on set when Robin Williams was on the very first time?
1: Oh, that's a hell of a story. all of a story
0: because that had to be a big moment right that was him before he he becomes you know uh, so popular yeah but he
1: shouldn't you know you you, he never he should have never had the moment he wasn't cast to begin with at all um we um when you do a sitcom on mondays you'd come in and you would read the weeks the next week's script because the writers could then rewrite which doesn't work and then you would read the script they had rewritten that you're um gonna do that week and so we're there and there's future script work for work all right we read it it's unreadable it's i'm mean, awful isn't too nice a word miserable awful unreadable unshootable i mean it's like and henry winkler who's the kindest guy in the world that script down are you kidding me we can are you kidding me and gary and gary says oh no don't worry we'll make it better it's just you know now we'll work it out right and the reason the whole script was done at all was his son scotty who was 10 at the time they came out of star wars and, and and gary's like such a family guy he goes dad can you do a space happy days can you do this and, uh, please and he goes oh okay we, and he figures that it'll be a dream mark for work right and he gives us the worst writer on the staff who's probably the richest on the staff now because i went to see they the, it, it, I, I won't get and, so anyway off oh, okay so we read current the script for that week everything's good and we shoot the show for that week now next monday Read the, the script for the next week. Everything's oh cool. Read the week, read the script for that week. Mark for more. It's worse. It's unreadable. It sucks. So we're reading it and we go, What do you, We gotta do it. I mean, what do you? And they hired some guy. He's I'm a tall and kind of gorky, kind of like kind of quirky, gorky kind of guy, and to play more. There was no character there, okay? We rehearse mo- okay, we're Monday, we go rehearse Monday, rehearse Tuesday, rehearse Wednesday. Now Thursday is called camera blocking day. No, no, it's no care, it's 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 mechanics. Means we go through the scene and they're block, they're, they're blocking shots with cameras, right? And then at the end of the day, you do a run-through for the writers. But there's no writers on the set, there's nothing on the set. Just mechanics friday you come in at noon do a run through with an audience shoot the show friday night so basically by wednesday night it's over so anyway monday Tuesday, wednesday night the guest star Mark goes i quit what i quit it's and he was he was awful but it wasn't his fault because he had awful material it was unshootable also we're there wednesday night And like i said thursday it's all mechanics it's like we i think we have to cancel the show basically it's like are you kidding me gary comes down to the set does anyone know a funny martian alma al molinaro goes who played al well there's this kid in our class named robin williams my harvard Lambeck improv class he's really funny and then Ronnie Hallen, who's Gary's sister, who's casting, <laughs> said, oh, yeah, he was in the new Laughing, six episodes. He's funny. Bring him in. Bring him in. I go, all right. Okay. So we, we leave. I'm thinking, well, okay, this is going to be an embarrassment to the world, this show, whatever the, I, whatever the, so anyway, on, th- so on Thursday, it's camera blocking, right? No one on the set, no writers, no, nothing, just camera, mechanics. <clears throat> so, Don Mose and I weren't in the first few scenes. So we, we, we were able to come in a little later, our call time, because they were blocking other scenes. We both go in there, and every writer, every staff writer's on the set, going like this. What the hell is going on? Jerry Paris comes up to us and goes, he's a genius, he's a genius, he's a genius. What the hell is going? Do, Don't What? Do we go over there? There's Robin Williams, improving the whole damn. Nanu, nanu, standing, and the writers like this. He's improving the whole script. like, <laughs> and writing it down. And I, I literally saw God's light on this man, young man. God's light. It's like I've never seen such a spontaneous genius ever he said no no i'm going holy god anyway that's thursday camera blocking day <laughs> and we go go through the run through and rock and writers are going what? and gary's going holy Jesus. friday do the run through so, friday now that friday night from the one of the worst scripts in comedic history to one of the grandest moments in Comedic history of sitcom within within a few hours, and Robin Williams does Now there's no, no still still no one knew him, but there's three hundred people in the live happy his audience. This audience stood up, and they did not stop screaming and applauding and screaming and and screaming, and they they would not let him leave the stage. All right, and I'm I don't, we're going holy and to show the kindness of this man so okay we do that show now we know the world doesn't know the next friday night we come in for and there's robin williams giving little gifts to the cast that's robin the kindest most sensitive most shyest i was just a wonderful wonderful kind out of the box human being well getting gary marshall I said, you know, I, this, I did this pilot with Pam Dauber playing a nun. I think she'd be good playing Mark and Mindy. Anyway, over the phone, he sold 13 episodes to Fred Silverman. <laughs> Goodbye, good luck. Bam. And as far as Robin, where would he ever have that opportunity to be 100% of who he is? He didn't have to become a part. He made the part. He became a total individual. Yeah, you want to talk about divine, you want to talk about divine intervention and show business, there it is.
0: Wow, I know it's an amazing story. I, I mean, that you were literally there at the moment, like this just yeah. brilliant talent took off. Yeah. What an moment. experience, yeah.
1: At the moment, you bet, you and bet.
0: And you've since, I mean, I know you said you're close, you're still close to all the cast and you, you recently worked together. With Don Most on Harvest Time, uh, I know it, and I, I did watch it,
1: and I. What's your, oh, what's your? I want to know your absolute because I'm not even going to say why we did it. I want to. I want honest opinion.
0: Yeah, and I, I told this to Don um, that as soon as I saw it, I said, "You make a very eerie villain." Right. I thought that was just something it was shocking to see you two together in that light. I'll start there. I, I mean, I, I loved the work. I thought you both were incredibly convincing in those roles. I saw years of, uh, I guess, history, you know, come through. So, I mean, you're playing brothers. Uh, I mean, it, it comes through that you have, a, you know, a relationship uh, it was hard to watch you both in this other type of role, right? Because you're very likable in Happy Days. And most of your characters, you know, you you play good guys. Uh, yeah. Even though you are the, I'll say victim, uh, you know, in the in it, you are not a likable victim. And I mean okay. that in the nicest of all possible ways. But I mean, you're just not terribly likable. Like, so on the one hand, I feel, you know, you feel sorry or empathy for you. But you're you're not you're 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 a villain in your own right. I mean, I so you both were playing villains and I thought he played his like a little eerie, right? There was a sinisterness to his yeah, to his portrayal of it. Definitely worthwhile. Definitely an unusual experience seeing the two of you act in those roles, but I thought I thought it was really well done. I thought uh, you drew me in almost from the very first second uh, i wanted to know where this was going i when we were you know i don't want to give anything away for anybody who hasn't seen it but you know for anyone you'll see you you build you build slowly you know to get to the point where he was going to give you this news uh and just really really good i mean you did a very good job with it it's it's comforting to see the two of you play those roles i don't know that how many other people could have played that as successfully as you two did? Because you, you know, there there is something there that showed me there was a relationship between the two of you. There was some level of a bond, um, but you know, I, I guess you know, actors. You, I guess, some could have easily played it. I, I'm thinking that's what you guys do for a living, but. It just came through. I felt, I felt the background that the two of you had there.
1: Well, that was, that was the whole idea. And it's funny, you talk about we're both victims. You know, he's a victim because I demeaned and degraded him his whole life growing, as it's the older brother. And all he's look, what he was looking for was my love. My, he just wanted, he was doing everything to be embraced by me.
0: Is this his, you can almost interpret it like, is this his moment where he gets back at you once and for all? I mean, I don't know.
1: Well, my thing, my my whole thing was, to me at the end, to me, he's going to give me the kidney. He just, he he, he just needed to get out, you know, what he's been holding back for decades. And I had to realize that I'm, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm guilty too. And it's two brothers, like, finally bonding again. You know, in a very comedic, kind of crazy kind of way. And at the end, being brothers. Just being, just back to being brothers. And um, and it was kind of complex. And, and um, the thing, and the whole reason for, and I, it was very challenging for me directorially. I hadn't acted in a long time. And to play, to, to actually play a part where you're stuck in a a chair, dialysis chair. Mm -hmm. And it was quite challenging. And and Don convinced me I could pull it off. He helped me directorially. Because I could see him, I can't see me. I'm directing it. And my whole challenge was, it really, it was was a a two person play, well, three person play. But how do I make it exciting and not proscenium and and bring the audience in, you know? And I thought, well, I have to, and my whole approach was, I want to film it like there's another person in the room filming a home movie. Mm. So so I so it, it, it's 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 voyeuristic. It's so I am the audience. The camera is the audience watching it. And and then I thought, you know, you, and usually when you do film, there's like right to left, left to right, there's ways to shoot that make so you don't jump. But I kept thinking home movies you jump all the time. You're not thinking left to right. You're just jumping and you accept it. So I knew. I knew, Well, if you just choose that, people will accept it because it's true to what it's true to what it is. You're not. It's not slick. It's, you, you're jumping cuts, and you're and it's like, oh yeah, I see that all the time on my own movies. You know, I'm not being like you know. Sp- oh, I'm not being professional and lining things up. You're grabbing it as a. It's a documentary. You're grabbing it as it goes, and I wanted to have voyeuristic kind of feeling for the whole film where someone's just grabbing it as it's happening. And it worked. Oh, we've won so many awards already. It's like it's like astounding to me to make. And I, what I'm proud about is directorially is picking a style that works. You know, I mean, taking a shot and like and you know and and uh, committing to it. Um, but the other thing was um, we were thinking. Don and I were thinking. Wouldn't it be interesting? We play these iconic characters, so defined, almost cartoony. You know ralph and potsy would people accept us in a total other role just just a total other situation i mean just 180 you know and that was the challenge
0: How hard was it to play someone so not likable <laughs> you're good you're a little you're harsh i mean you know there's no hiding that I, again you're supposed to be the uh, you're supposed to be the empathetic character in it but you're so harsh and you're hard to like
1: well well i well i'm hard to like because don's character you know explains you know you know how how i demeaned and degraded him his whole life it's very hard to like and it's hard for me to accept that in that character but then but then I have my heart, I, but I have my situation, my heart. So it's, it's this combination. It's a complexity of, of growing up and, and everyone getting everyone else's crap, you know? Um, so, um,
0: well, it's a great piece. I mean, it's, a, I, you, I mean, it's it was very well recognized and received.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've won, oh my gosh, acting awards, directing awards, producing awards, best thing awards and all that. But it was just it was it was i tell you it was a very challenge to me um having not acted and 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 basically, I told don I'm never acting again i i just didn't i like being behind the camera and and I like writing. i just didn't care and um so and don i think i think it's one of one of his best performances i i just it's he's spectacular, he's spectacular at it,
0: yeah, he and, was really good i mean there there's I, he, I did see him as the villain but I have to say I think he, you're softening his villain a little bit and you're in your telling of it he, he he's got an eeriness to him in this he does
1: but the eeriness is wanting to be loved the, the, it's not I, I don't agree with the name with the word eeriness it's like desperate desperate to be to be seen to be heard to be loved it's like you know it's like I'm giving. Another, he's saying, like, he's committed me his kidney to save my life, and backstory to me was, I took it for granted. Oh, thank, great, but yet he's coming. He's going, but you, but you hurt me. My entire life, you hurt me. You hurt, you know. But but, and I give you my kidney, because you're my brother, but you, no, I I need something back. I need. I need you to know how I'm fe- freaking feeling. And if I have to sell this kidney for you to listen to me and see me and to get out of your own selfish bullshit, I will do it. And that's the undercurrent of this whole. You know, so yeah, it's, it's he just wanted attention. He just wanted to be a brother. He just wanted to be appreciated and loved and and like equal. And understand what I did to him growing up. Huh deep and that, that kind of and it's that kind of like transparency which more which more families should freaking have yeah you have that kind of transparency in fa- how many families real it's like how many stupid situations are are there that that negate so many important just needs of 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 connection because it's just just not exposing it not not talking about it hiding behind it. it's just it's it, it, and I think the show gave a little of, of of like hey let's expose some of it let's connect again there's so many disconnected families so many that that are so connectable if yeah. just we'd I only-
0: agree I agree with you on on that I mean it's it's definitely I highly recommend it it's definitely uh it's it's pretty brilliantly done. It's definitely worth watching. And it's truly unique to see your two, you two actors in, the, in these roles, because we're used to you playing different roles together. Like you said, you're a well-known duo. Uh, and to be playing this very kind of dramatic, it's just so different from your other characters it, and doing it successfully. I mean, I well, easily slipped into accepting you in these roles. I wasn't going, "Oh, there's Ralph and Potsy playing." Yes. I mean, I mean, I easily saw you as these new characters. So it's, I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, well, that, that was the whole, well, that was that was the whole idea: showing iconic duos, and there's something more to these duos. I think it would also it would open up opportunity to a lot of other duos because there's a lot of you know a um, lot a lot of, a lot of iconic actors aren't getting parts because they're so you know so much recognized as one thing sure but to me i don't care i don't act anymore i don't care i do. but it's 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 just a it, it, i don't know it was just maybe having the opportunity just john travolta you know getting you know tarantino he was the, you know and it just it's just you know where oh my gosh you know it's just giving opportunity to very talented people that are stuck in a box you know that's all yeah, yeah. opportunity and as far as um and don and uh, i'll promote don like crazy i think not only is he a phenomenal actor and a great friend he's a ph- phenomenal performer i don't know if you see yeah he his- does a
0: lot of singing now and you know mm-hmm. the, i do like i'm a jazz you know uh fan so i, I, li- I like his music uh, mm-hmm. and you did a lot of singing on the show as well i
1: you- did I did. I, I did oh gosh yeah i mean yeah, for years, um, singing was a big part. Um, but now it's Don's turn. You know, he's mature. It's Don's. It's Don's turn, and he's one of the greatest songbook perform in American songbook performers ever. He's so brilliant. He's like I've been to so many shows of his. There's never been not a standing ovation. I mean, just he. It's he's born with. He's born with it. He really and he loves it. He loves it. And he, he gives more than he gets. Trust me, he's a, a, anyone out there. If Don's performing, go see Don. He is just he, he's just he gives so much heart and love. Um, it's just a just a wonderful time, you know, seeing this man's show.
0: You recently uh, and I I agree. I'm a big fan of Don. I like his music. You can buy his CDs. Uh, you know, I, I highly recommend. I'll put a link actually in the videos. So you can easily Please get the uh yeah. CDs. He does a great Christmas one as well.
1: Um, yeah, what, what is it called? Oh God, what, what is the name? The of it, swing, cool it swinging
0: for Christmas or no? Let me think. But I love actually have it. I actually have the Christmas one. It's it's good. See,
1: really? Yeah. And he had the candy. He had the candy cane in his pocket. You know, for Christmas. But that was Morgan's idea. His wife.
0: Oh, nice.
1: I I said, Morgan, you're, 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 that's, that's like a marketing genius. That's perfect. (laughs) You know?
0: Now you recently released, I think it's Pump Your Blood, right? It was a happy days, uh, a song from back from happy days. You released it for kids.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. Jimmy Dunn, uh, who wrote Pump Your Blood um, years and years ago, you know, on happy days, there was, I I couldn't pass biology or whatever and, and anatomy and. And, but I could, but, I, but through, through music, I could under, remember everything. So anyway, they, Jimmy Dunn wrote the song, Pump Your Blood, which is very accurate to, to their bodies. And uh, talk about flop sweat. I think he, he wrote it. We have to film Friday night. And he, I'm, I'm waiting and waiting. Thursday morning, he has the song. I go, thanks a lot. So I go in to record it. Now, you have to memorize this song. You know, you have to lip sync this song Friday night. Are you, with every part of the human body? Are you kidding me? So I'll never forget that. It was like quite a challenge. Uh, but anyway, we did it and it became a huge deal. And for years and years and years, it's, it's, in, 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 all these, it's in all these college classes, they would play that song because it's very accurate. And then, with and a few years ago, at the beginning of the pandemic, the whole thing was, you know, don't touch your face, wash your hands, don't touch your face. And I called <laughs> Jimmy. I said, <coughs> "I said, can we take that song and do do new lyrics for our kids? Because parents are having a hard time convincing them to not touch your face and wash your hands. Real simple." And he was, "That's great." So we did it. I re-recorded it. And uh, he wrote new lyrics and, uh, and and we did it and it's, it's helped thousands it's really helped thousands of uh, families um, can, you know in a fun way show the little and, and, and actually Jimmy Oscar actually made this really fun video along with it. I had nothing to do with that. Jimmy did all that and uh, it, and you know everyone's been playing it and it's, it's been a big help in um, in education for kids sure yeah it helps it helps parents to convince their kids to don't touch your face wash your hands very simple in terms of the you know covid and that was and and i'm really i'm I'm so i'm more proud of jimmy all i had to do i said i have this idea he goes great he does all the work he does (laughs) all the he does all the video stuff And literally and literally it was during the pandemic where this guy came in i was no one's leaving i'm a mask. this guy's like and i'm in a hazmat suit, almost. I sound puts a, and I'm literally recording it in a room. He's outside on the porch with what going like, and we record the song, right? I love that. And then it went, yeah, and, and it, it and, and it helped a lot of parents. It really did help a lot of parents in a fun way convince their kids to wash your hands, don't touch your face. <laughs> it was a very <laughs>
0: important lesson, everybody. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was it, yeah.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Hollywood Museum Squares. You, I think you were center square recently.
1: First time I was ever a center square in anything in life. It was pretty <laughs> nice. So what I was actually,
0: that like? that's, I mean, because that's another iconic game show.
1: It was wonderful. Um, it, it, there's this wonderful <clears throat> um, museum in Hollywood called you know, it, 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 the Hollywood Museum. And uh, it is. You want to talk about incredible hollywood history it's it was used to be the max factor building um where marilyn monroe went there to to become a blonde lucille ball came there to become a redhead i mean the history there's crazy and it's exactly the way it was back then it's it's been like it's been like um redone in terms of just making sure nothing's crumbling but, but you, it's exactly the way it was in the 1940s, whatever, when Max Factor started. An amazing museum with thousands of exhibits and incredible Hollywood history. And, uh, and to help the museum, um, they created uh, the, the Hollywood, Hollywood Museum, Hollywood Squares. this A show people can buy and go online, which is great. And what's wonderful about it is all the hosts... Are the original Hollywood Squares hosts? When I when I did ho- I did Hollywood Squares with Peter Marshall, years and years ago, and then John Davidson was a host, and then uh, a couple other people were the hosts. So every one of every one of them hosted the original host hosted the, these shows, and um, and it was just so much fun, and we and we did it all um, from home because of the COVID. Right. We they were able to put everything together, for, and it looked like the real thing. It was crazy. It was wonderful. So uh, anyway, if, if anyone out there, you know, go to the Hollywood Museum, and, and if you can't click on this, these, these shows, are incredibly entertaining with great talent. Who's on uh,
0: your panel? Who's with you, around so you?
1: My, <laughs> so, many, so many. It's like hard to even remember, uh, aside from Peter Marshall and... And and um, Lonnie Anderson and oh my God Rich Little and on and on wow. and on, I mean all it's all the original, you know, you know celebrities that that were on the show.
0: And it's fun. I'm going to put the link. I think for that um, in the video as well to take a look at that. I'm. I haven't had a chance to take it. I uh, read about it. Haven't had a chance to take a look myself, but I plan on. That's. I was a fan of the Hollywood Squares back in the day, so I think it'll be interesting to to go back and revisit with you.
1: Yes. Um, now, what
0: about viral vi- vignettes? It's something else you're working on.
1: Um, <clears throat> that's interesting, <clears throat> David Levin. Uh, very. Um, um talented uh creator and producer he said you know during the there's all this covid thing too he said can we do entertaining things just via c- computer so basically viral vignettes it's it's literally um all done on computer people y- y- everything like i'm talking like i'm talking to you now but but um they made these incredibly creative um comedy scripts like five minutes six minutes um, that um, didn't need a lot of production, didn't need a lot of, just needed a Zoom, just needed you know, a few, you know, look back and forth. And uh, viral vignettes were this hysterical writing, hysterical, and amazing talent, and so entertaining. And um, it was fun. I, I, I actually was able to direct a few of them, which is, is interesting, where you're just talking to, it's like, I'm, it's like I'm directing you, and I go, hey, do this, let's go through it. And you cut to someone else. It's just zoom to zoom to zoom to zoom, you know? And it worked. It really worked. It was, uh, and also we had some amazing writers, which helped a lot, along with the amazing talent. So we just had this fun time. We, and and David called it viral vignettes, you know?
0: It's like a series of skits, more or less.
1: Exactly. A series of skits.
0: series of skits. Um, It's where fans, uh, get to do skits with celebrities uh, that, they, they, that they were fans of and they suddenly get thrown into different skits.
1: A little different. <clears throat> in, in, to help the Actors Fund, you know, as, as screen actors, ha- you know, people need help. Uh, David created this um, part of our Vernets where um, people bid to, um, to be in the show. Wow. And, and, and Barry Boswick, God bless him, brilliant actor, donated his time. And uh, I actually directed a, uh, a viral vignette with a, a newcomer, someone out of the blue, to actually star with Barry Boswick, which wow. is kind of neat, right? And Fantastic. guess what? <laughs> and guess what? She's incredibly talented. It was like, she, it's, it's going to be a phenomenal piece of, piece of uh, video for her so uh yeah so it was and yet at the same time you know uh, a lot of donation going to the uh actors fund helping helping really you know wonderful uh actors that might need a little help so you know it just adds it, it just it, it helps support our community
0: speaking of community i, I really want to acknowledge that uh, you've been a, you've been recognized recently i want to say by congress um, for the work you're doing with the four Ds in terms of driving, uh, not to drive. I, uh, I think it's drunk, uh, distracted. Um, help me out The other four Ds. Uh, well,
1: I am not helping Drowsy. Up, drowsy. drowsy, yes. yes. Drowsy. Just, I mean, I don't know. The, the four Ds. How about just being, you know, just being, you know, aware, awake. Right. You know? So you you so you don't do stupid things, you know. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, you've done a lot of work to bring awareness uh to this to this project and to help the community. And you've been recently honored yeah. by Congress for your commitment and your work to it. So congratulations on that.
1: Well, thanks. But it's actually, you know, my he's actually my second cousin, but I've called him uncle since I was born. He's passed away a few years ago. Dr. Heimlich of the Heimlich Maneuver.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. And in fact, it's a whole other episode later on. Happy Days is a big reason that the of maneuver exploded out to the world. Happy Days has saved so many lives; people don't even realize. That's a whole other conversation. Wow! Probably, I think I think if you want to go in the Guinness Book of Records of a sitcom, what sitcom saved the most most lives in history? It'd be Happy Days. Went much. There are families and generations today because of that show. But that's a whole other thing. But anyway, we became, we're very close. And um, I almost um, got decades ago um, killed myself at the wheel after a hard day directing. And Dr. Heimlich, um, Hank, he said, Anson, just have cut up lemons with you. When you feel tired, I go, what are you talking about? He said, the citric acid and sour lemon he said, "Hits the lingual nerve on top of your tongue." I go, "What's a lingual nerve?" What do you? Th-? He goes, "It's it's part of the trigeminal." Just trust me," he said. Bite into a lemon," he said. The 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 uh, reflex reaction is adrenaline to the body. You bite into that lemon; it hits the lingual nerve. Oop, you're up. You're alert. Nothing in your system," he said. "It's just like going to the doctor, and you know, and they're checking your reflexes, your arm, your knee. Same thing." Tongue and brain reflex, adrenaline, you're up. Nothing, I go, really? So I did that for years, and boy, does it work. (laughs) Boom, up, alert. And then um, I went into the product business years ago. I love creating um, problem-solving products. And I was researching just the, um, just how how, uh, catastrophic, um, how jazzy driving is. more deaths more deaths more tragedies than drunk or medicated um driving combined you see all these signs don't drive drunk well it's like drowsy drivers even worse no one's talking about it so um and there's this also exhaustion in america At the job market, people are falling asleep in the, whether you're, whatever job, there's a lot of jobs that are kind of dangerous. People are getting hurt because they're exhausted and and, uh, there's no clarity. And uh, just all these unnecessary tragedies, college students trying to stay up all night um, to do their finals. And they're taking all this energy drinks, all this caffeine, and they end up in the hospital overdosing and all this stuff. And um, I had this idea. I called up uh, Hank. I said, um, you know, you talk. You know, can we make a lemon and a spray? He goes, I said, can we do, do a? can we like take the citric acid, sour lemon, water? Can we do it? And can we just hit the top of the tongue, which is the, 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 the which is the, um, the, the, the nerve. And uh, he said, oh my God, yes. Yes. So he helped me uh, create alert jobs, which is a. A little spray if you feel exhausted you go you just spray it on the top of your tongue and boop all of a sudden boop you're up you're alert nothing in your system and you're not going to kill yourself pretty simple um and uh, so we created alert jobs and if people go to alertjobs.com they can uh, read all about it why it works how it works it's very old science uh dr Heinrich knew all about it and all we did was make, make a better scooter and in the meantime, yes, the United States, States Congress honored us, California State Senate, City of L.A., all that. More importantly, we stopped a lot of tragedies. tragedies. And, it's, and, and, and as far as film sets, uh, it's on film sets all over the world because talk about an exhaustive job. Teamsters, this and that, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's life-saving in terms of those kind of jobs. So if people go alertjobs.com. They'll learn all about it. And uh, everyone should have it. You know, your kids, you, everyone should have it. But if And we try to make it incredibly reasonable, uh, easy to get, blah, blah, blah. But, but, but my whole thing, more is saving lives. So I'm saying, if you don't want to buy alert drops, have cut up lemons with your son, with your daughter, with your husband. Be, especially if they're in an exhaustive situation, long drives, this, that, work. It will save lives.
0: I'm definitely going to put the link up in the video below. Um, that it's important work uh, that you're talking about. It's an important message you're delivering. Uh, I know we're out of time. I I wish I had more time with you. There's so much stuff I would have wanted to get to. I hope you'll come back. Maybe even come back with Don, and we can do a great great episode, even reminiscing about some filming some of the best episodes of Happy Days.
1: Donna, it, absolutely. That'd be that'd be great. We're having dinner tonight.
0: Well, please send my regards. Tell him I said hello and tell him I'm going to rope him into coming back with you (laughs) and and reminiscing on episodes with me.
1: You got it. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.